0: following is a message from Living Waters Church in Elk River, Minnesota. For more information, visit livingwatersmn.org. It's been a while. It's a privilege to be back in Living Waters. A little cheeky virus shut us all down for the best part of two years in Scotland, and it was a hard two years. Our government locked us up and threw the key away. I'm sure they forgot all about us, um, but eventually we have come out of all the restrictions. The nations are opening up again. It's wonderful to be back at Living Waters. Lots of familiar faces. Some new faces, and that's good too. We're gathering for a conference weekend. And praise God for time out in Christ Jesus, where we can relax. Often when I'm preaching in local churches, there's a car outside with the engine running. As soon as I finish, into the car and away somewhere else. But tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday, we can relax. We have discovered afresh the sovereignty of God in a, a, a troubling time, a traumatic time. We're still running to catch up with all of the trauma of the pandemic and, of course, the potential for the war in Ukraine to escalate to high levels. But here we are as the people of God. God is a refuge and strength, uh, A never-present help in time of trouble. I love the theme for this weekend, Revival and the coming Reformation. I'm not quite sure what the Holy Spirit is going to communicate to all of us, but it will be in and around that theme. For men and women of a certain vintage that came into the kingdom of heaven, In the 1980s, 1990s, even a little bit before that, we were swept into the baptism of the Holy Spirit, all things charismatic. It was an experience to remember. I knew the Lord in such a powerful way in the early years of my conversion from 1983 on, all experientially driven, And do you know what? My heart hearkens to go back to that, to experience that all over. The Lord worked hard to get me so far into the kingdom of heaven that I couldn't get out again. I eventually rumbled what he was doing. And of course, my journey is your journey, is our journey. There's one more outpouring before the Lord Jesus returns. We're moving towards it. We're on the precipice of it. That's going to be our journey over this weekend. We're looking for what the Holy Spirit has to say to the church right now. And we're willing to be seeded with truth we've never had before to become people we've never been before. That's always a proceeding word in the prophetic receiving the word to become someone we've never become we've never been before if you have a bible please turn to isaiah 52 isaiah 52 We're reading seven quick bible verses Isaiah 52, from verse 8 to 15. Isaiah 52, verses 8 to 15. Everyone in place? Kind of, sort of. Give me a chundari, chundari, chundari. You're praying in the spirit again. What am I going to do with you? Amen. Isaiah 52, verse 8. Listen, your watchmen lift up their voices. They shout joyfully together, for they will see with their own eyes when the Lord restores Zion. Break forth, shout joyfully together, you wasted places of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people, he has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm in the sight of all the nations, that all the ends of the earth may see the salvation of our God. Depart, depart, go out from there, touch nothing unclean. Go out of the midst of her. Purify yourselves, you who carry the vessels of the Lord. But you will not go out in haste, nor will you go as fugitives. For the Lord will go before you, and the God of Israel will be your rear guard. Behold, my servant will prosper. He will be high and lifted up. And greatly exalted. Just as many were astonished at you, my people, so his appearance was marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. Thus he will sprinkle many nations. Kings will shut their mouths on account of him, for what had not been told. Th- For what had not been told them, they will see. And what they had not heard, they will understand. The scriptures are always good. Amen. We never cease to be encouraged when we read the word of God. Maybe with the exception of that verse that says, You're neither hot nor cold. I will spew you out of my mouth. I've read that a few times. I don't think I've ever been encouraged The rest of the book is really good. Here we go, Revival and the Coming Reformation. Well, we're a post-pandemic church. We are the body of Christ, a powerful manifestation of Christ Jesus on the earth. Coronavirus couldn't kill us. And you know what? President Putin won't be able to remove us from the planet either. We are indestructible in Christ Jesus, in this life and in the life to come. So the church is the earth family of the kingdom of heaven. We're a colonial power on the earth. We represent the kingdom of heaven on the earth. But as we nudge forward, as we inch forward into our weekend together, We need to know the direction we're moving in as a church. This is an easy place to deliver this message because Living Waters is a forerunner church, a church that really has been a a movement more than an institution from the beginning. And as we locate ourselves in the kingdom of heaven, knowing that when the Lord speaks, things begin to happen on the earth, then we are aligning ourselves in the grace of God to the present preparation of the Holy Spirit. Right now, as I try and get some type of worldview on what's happening, certainly in the West, In Western Europe and the USA, I see a significant grace growing on prophetic scriptures regarding the end of the age. Lots of men and women of God called to preach and teach the Word of God are finding a fresh illumination of scripture. That's a good concept, illumination of the Word of God, illumination of scripture, It's always an indicator that the Lord is going to break through in our lives. But this time of new grace and prophetic scriptures regarding the end of the age is taking place primarily through apostolic and prophetic voices. Pastors pastor the people of God into that message, teachers teach the people of God into that message. Evangelists, well, no one really knows what they do anyway, so we just smile sweetly at them while they remain in the corner. But right now, this is a critical time, a critical time in spiritual formation and spiritual development in your life and my life. For we are on the receiving end of a frequent apostolic and prophetic download. And it's not even that difficult to follow. It's about building and obedience. As I've thought hard on what the prophetic word really brings to a people and what personal prophecy delivers in an in-house community. It's revelation of what the Lord is building into us. It's also a command for you and I to be obedient. Obedience sounds like a harsh word where the Lord grabs you and I by the scruff of the neck and says, obey, 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 or else. In reality, it's grace that builds into our lives and it's grace that gives us the capacity to be obedient to what the Lord is building into our lives. The pandemic has extinguished any lingering notions that man in his own efforts can somehow, some way, help God. That man in his own efforts can even embrace godly activities and do the work of God in his own life. This time of church history is a time where we've been taken to a place of centering down totally in Christ Jesus, centering on Christ Jesus. I want the remainder of my life to be Christ-centered, 100%. That's where we encounter the kingdom. It's where we experience purpose, It's where we can define ourselves accurately. We're living in a period of profound shaking. We're living in a time of global pandemics. We've had Brexit in the UK and a European war, the first war in European soil since 1945. It could become pan-European. It could become global. But we can ask our Lord, what have you been doing? Lots of people have a negative view of God and say, well, if he really is in charge, he's not doing such a good job. I had one person say to me at a funeral I was attending in January, no wonder the churches are emptying. People are angry with God. They take it out on you and I. But we've always got good news to tell people. If only they would take the cotton wool out of their ears and put it in their mouth. We've got incredibly good news to tell people. But what has the Lord been doing? Well, the Lord has been bombarding the earth with crisis. The Lord never responds to human beings. He never responds to demonic activity. It's all sewn up, it's in the bag. The full and complete work of Christ Jesus has purchased the earth, mankind, and so much more for all eternity. Now, we're in a time where the Lord is bombarding the earth with crisis so that there can be a catalyst for divine order on the earth. A catalyst for divine order. Why does crisis come into our lives? Think this through in your own time Most of us have known crisis in our own lives. Some of it's been devastating and traumatic. But when we look forward to what happened in the next phase of our journey, divine order kicked in. People left the lives that were meant to leave our lives. Refining fires were ignited in our lives that we could be refined and be shaped and formed into Christ Jesus and new levels. Divine order in terms of connection, purpose, and plan. 20th cent- first century Christianity is going to look very different from 20th century Christianity. And as we take a, a worldview tonight, a snapshot of the entire world then we can ask the Lord questions about the church and about the nations of the earth. It's so connected because we began our Christian journey way back in the day, part of a local church, and we are still part of that local church. But we will end our journey on earth serving the Lord in a global church. We're no longer a corner shop men and women of God. We're shaped and formed to be part of a global body that when the outpouring, the final outpouring of the Holy Spirit takes place, we will find ourselves doing some things, being part of some things that are beyond our present-day imagination to comprehend. So as we nudge forward this weekend... Then we can expect the Holy Spirit to give us big picture, but bring it down to where we are living today, as Living Waters Church, as individual disciples of Jesus. We're going to look at a few verses to break some ground tonight, as we start our weekend together. Divine order is through Scripture. Incredible divine order supports every activity of the Holy Spirit in our lives. It's easier understood looking back the way, but it can be anticipated by hope as we look forward. Verses 8 and 9 of Isaiah 52 speak of watchmen shouting joyfully together. For the church, this is to be a day of joy. The watchmen in the church will lift up their voices. They shout joyfully together, for they will see with their own eyes when the Lord restores Zion. A critical area of kingdom activity right now is in the intercessors' movement and watchmen that God has positioned in high places to see the future. God is always the God of the future as well as the God of the present. And really what the Lord does prophetically is lead us forward from the present into the future where in his mind and heart it's established. It means we can gaze into the future. The Lord, the Lord restores Zion. He restores the church. My own theology would support the view from Acts 3.21 that the last 500 years have been a time of the Lord restoring the church It began with Martin Luther's Reformation all the way through the Holiness Movement, Pentecostal Movement, Charismatic Movement. And we're going to look at that in a little more detail in a few minutes. Are you called to be an intercessor? Have you been an intercessor? And are you hearing the word watchman in your spirit or watchwoman in your spirit? In many ways, as much as a church will raise up forerunner voices, watchmen and developed intercessors will be forerunner eyes. They will see. They will see what no human eye can see. They will see the future. We don't, for a minute, treat flippantly. The last few years have been painful years years where much of what we knew and loved was shaken out of our hands years and where it's even more difficult now to stand for Christ Jesus in an increasingly secular nation and for you and I who were around in the 80s and 90s when the Holy Spirit blew through our fellowships where we sang with the innocence of a child, almost simple Christian choruses, and were so full of the grace of God. We've seen the Lord change the church as we've journeyed into this millennium. My own view is this the Pentecostal charismatic movement was destined to last 100 years. It began in 1906 and ended in 2006. Now, the Holy Spirit's still in the church, and that deserves a chundari 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 this Friday night. But the vehicle that brought the gifts and anointings, etc., well, the Lord has recalled that to the garage. It's been taken off the road. I also want to make a statement which... I've become convinced of since I landed in America almost three weeks ago. I've been in a language school for the last three weeks where Americans have been teaching me to speak English again. So I hope this is understandable after two years in Scotland. I believe the prophetic movement has ended. The vehicle that brought the prophetic unction and laid prophetic foundations in churches all over the world, has been recalled to the garage. We've been in transition since 2007. We've watched a lot literally disappear from our midst, as well as birth things that are more forerunner in nature than accomplished works in perspective. The last 15 years have been a great opportunity for the body of Christ to grow and develop. I can't recall hurting so much in my own journey as I have from 2007 to this night in 2022. You will have your own story to tell. Primarily, for the last 15 years, a lot of my journey I felt like I've been wrestling with God. Wrestling with God. Not altogether happy at times, the direction He's taken me, but on other occasions, seeing a, a rapid unlearning of truth that's no longer valid and beginning to perceive truths that are so 21st century Christian. Isaiah 52, verse 9. The Lord has comforted his people. The Lord has comforted his people. Watchmen and intercessors are fighting for the future that the blood of Jesus has already purchased. You and I in the trenches, well, the Lord has been comforting us as part of our pilgrimage, as part of moving forward. In Isaiah 52, verse 10, we see God's intention to reveal himself in a fresh way to the nations of the earth. The Lord has all the bases covered. In the UK and increasingly in the US, I've observed that people's understanding of the Christian faith is a misunderstanding. It's like we're religious, and they don't want anything to do with religion. It's become more and more difficult to share the gospel in the UK. We need fresh delivery pathways. We need fresh ways of reaching our population. However, as we wrestle with the increase in secular values and lawlessness in respect of home countries the Lord has it covered. For the Lord has bared his holy arm in the sight of all the nations that all the ends of the earth may see the salvation of our God. In other words, the Lord's going to correct the distorted presentation of Christ. Nothing hurts my heart more than hearing a minister in some of our historical churches, teach dead orthodoxy. Like reading from a phone directory, no anointing, no grace, no nothing. There's a lot of distorted thoughts about Jesus out there. If you want, you can have a new age Jesus. You can have a Jesus for every occasion if you're religiously minded. Then in secular society, Jesus would be viewed upon generally as mythological, like Greek mythology. This is Middle Eastern mythology, some kind of superhuman called Jesus. We feel the pain of our Lord being so deeply misrepresented and even mocked. But praise God, men and women of Christ Jesus, our Lord is going to correct that information. He's going to remove the distortions from that presentation. And we are men and women that know Christ Jesus, not religiously, but spiritually. Yes, we have a theological foundation, but it's confirmed in the Holy Spirit. If all we have is a theological foundation, then the best we can do is have a conversation with somebody about a theology. But when we have the theology of the kingdom, the theology of Christ Jesus, working in tandem with the Holy Spirit, representing the present day of Christ Jesus, And the final part of Isaiah 52.10 that says that all the ends of the earth may see the salvation of our God. Well, that lands where you and I are living today. Listen closely, men and women of God. We are the personal embodiment of the salvation of our God. We are the personal embodiment as God came in the flesh in Christ Jesus. So Christ Jesus is highly operational in our flesh today. At Christmas, we celebrate the incarnation, but we are also incarnational creatures. We carry the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit do not allow the spirit of this age to browbeat you and pull you down to see yourself as nothing more than a religious irrelevance to the 21st century. We can walk into a room and say the salvation of my God is coming to get you. It's a time where the enemy is oppressing the church, but it's also a time where the Lord is building his church, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not, shall not prevail against it. I love the plans the Lord has for the nations because we're in that plan, we're very much there in the plans of God for the nations of the earth. Already in living waters we have seen the Lord move internationally through different ministries and mission teams going to the far reaches of the earth, including Ukraine. I've been to Ukraine many, many times. And I know friends in Ukraine that have enlisted for the the army and fighting Russians tonight. Isaiah 52 15, moving forward rapidly, thus he will sprinkle many nations, kings will shut their mouths on account of him. The Greek word for sprinkle, the Lord will sprinkle many nations, is nazah, which means to startle or leap in surprise. This final outpouring will be rapid. This final outpouring will startle nations. Goodness, we've been startled enough with the wrong stuff. How much more can we look forward to being startled with the right stuff? Isaiah 52 verse 15 unpacks the message further and highlights kings will shut their mouths. On account of him. And kings in the scripture represent political and rulership systems of the earth. And as we gather as a 21st century community, believe above all that a new revelation of Jesus is coming to the church. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit says the Lord, that the revelation of Jesus that we will be called to carry as a movement, not an institution, will cause the systems of the earth to convulse in surprise. Hard lines, Mr. Putin. Hard lines, atheistic elites. Hard lines, anti-Christ nations. Hard lines, alternative religiosity. The Lord is ultimately our man of war. He is a savior, he is a Lord. With his blood, he has purchased our peace. But the Lord declares war and satanic structures and systems on the earth that keep God's creation in captivity. We're nudging forward into this. In a few minutes, we're going to discover what that means for you and I as a prophetic people. I know this house as a prophetic house. I've been coming here since 1999. I've been a member since 2004. And the honor of being in-house prophet was bestowed upon me in 2012. We are a prophetic people. We should not be ashamed of this. And prophetic people have a global vision and your purpose is to work towards the renovation of Elk River, Minnesota, and the nations of the earth. You will not do all of the work on your own, I will not do all the work in my own. It's a global church with a global vision, moving in the power of the Word of God and the unction of the Holy Spirit. The Reformation under Martin Luther was a word movement that carried forward into the holiness movement under Jonathan Edwards, etc. And then for the last 100 years, we were part of the spirit movement in Pentecost, and Charismatic Truths. Listen closely. This final outpouring will be a combination of the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. One of the hallmarks of a true move of God is great preaching and teaching of the Word of God. Maybe even the Bible has a certain religious connotation attached to it. Maybe even the term scripture. But when the word of God is released in the fullness of the spirit, then nations will be turned upside down or right side up, depending on which way you are looking, that the salvation of our God will become the salvation of our world. We're all hungry for a new move of the Spirit, incredibly hungry for a new move of the Spirit. And revival, reformation, is initiated and supervised by the Lord Himself. It's outside of our control, but we're on the journey. We are on our way. It's outside of our control, which means our dependence needs to be utter dependence on the one who will bring reformation and revival to this land. I'm going to finish in a few minutes. Ish, ish, ish. I say that every time. I know, I know. But what does this mean to you and I? This is really a prophetic conference this weekend. What does that mean at the end of the day? It's one thing the Lord turning up nations, causing political systems to convulse and it's all fine, it's all dandy. But we wake up tomorrow morning in Elk River. What does that look like for you and I waking up tomorrow morning in Elk River? What's the Holy Spirit asking of us this Friday evening? It's simply the invitation to respond to his new divine frequency. We've transitioned out of one frequency since 2007, but for some years we've been picking up the new frequency. That journey is ongoing, and it needs to be unpacked more. In the past, anything prophetic had more of a blessing tone, and we could deal with that a lot at the, of the time and the surface of our minds. But this prophetic frequency that we are being drawn into will run deep because we'll be carrying literally the destiny of nations in our hearts. It's not a sentimental statement, it's a spiritual fact, a spiritual reality. How is that for a charge? The Lord is tuning you into a frequency where you will carry the future of Elk River in your heart. Minnesota, in your heart. There may be specific nations. Living Waters is a great love for Ukraine. You may be carrying the future of Ukraine in your heart. And this will grow and develop as you experience a new depth of prophetic impartation. It's prophetic impartation for the end of the age. It's no longer hit and miss as a theme. We're right at the end of the age. Only the Lord knows, only the Lord understands how long remains. And we see the global stage being set for the arrival of an antichrist in our generation. But we are people that have a living hope. And we believe the book of Revelation is a revelation of Jesus Christ and not the antichrist. The wrestling, the struggling, the suffering... It's all been about letting go of an old frequency. The Lord switched off anyway and beginning to pick up the new frequency. You and I are coded for language. We are coded for language. Some of you will be young enough to be techie savvy. Henry's here tonight. Hello, Henry and Leslie. Miss you lots like really miss you lots, when I was in the penitentiary called Scotland. (laughs) Henry knows lots of IT things. He's been my IT mentor now for about 15, 20 years, but anyone that's IT savvy tonight will know our computers are coded for a certain language, that they can receive software and then do certain things. The human spirit is coded for language, coded for language that all the Lord has to do is speak into the specific area our spirits are coded for, and he's got himself a result. He's got himself a nice little result. How many of us woke up one morning and said, it's not such a nice day out there. I think it will make Jesus the Lord of my life. Not many, no. The Holy Spirit, at a specific moment in our history, went into our spirits where we were coded for language, for salvation. He downloaded the software and we suddenly went, wow, Jesus is alive. He paid the price for my sins. He's my Lord and Savior. Let me dive headfirst into that baptismal tank. It was a big surprise for me. I never really saw myself as the religious type. I still don't really see myself as a religious type. But yet how religiosity follows you and I, hounds us, trying to become a permanent part of a thinking. You've come to the baptism of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit touched that part of you it was coded for language that you could receive the infilling. Before you knew what was happening, you were saying "Chundari, Chundari, Chundari," <laughs> moving in gifts of prophecy, gifts of healing, and so I could go on. Most of this church can prophesy. If you can't prophesy, and you've been, and you're a member of Living Waters. I know you've come very recently. Probably by the end of June, you will be able to prophesy. The Holy Spirit just touched that part of your spirit that's coded for language to move in prophetic utterance. And so we could go on all night looking at that principle of where we are coded for language. We're coded for language that can take the written word of the living word and it becomes the illuminated word in our spirits. That's when we're alive and dangerous. When the written word is alive in our spirits and we can release it with our mouth because the Lord himself says in Matthew 24, 35, heaven and earth shall pass away but my words shall by no means pass away. Now, was a younger Christian, I thought Jesus was bragging on the Bible. And that would be true enough because the written word came out of the heart of the living word. But as a people in transition, as a prophetic church looking to the Lord for revival, looking to the Lord, For reformation, you will know where you're coded for language on the basis of what the Lord brings alive in you. And when you speak it, when you speak it with your mouth, it will have the very same power as God speaking the word to the different authors of the scriptures in the first instance. The words, the living words we speak with our mouths will never pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away. But the words of the Lord will never pass away. And we've been releasing this into our lives all along. We've been doing this in the prayer groups, in ministry situations, in counseling situations. And preaching and teaching ministries on the mission field of the earth, we've been releasing the illuminated word that has multiplied many times over, and we know it not. But as I finish this brief message to break up the ground tonight, it means because we are the vessels of the Lord. And when we release illuminated words from God into the earth, we are, and I'm not bragging on man, but we are the most powerful people on earth. I'll let that one land. It could be misunderstood as bragging. Well, yeah, I am bragging. I'm bragging on Jesus. I'm boasting on the cross the complete and finished work of the cross. When we release the illuminated word, a word that can end wars, birth moves of the Holy Spirit, release a plethora of churches being planted all over the USA, release the raising up of apostles and prophets, Bring deliverance to our families and watch your families being delivered from generational curses. Well, we are the vessels, but the Lord does not look at you and I as robots in the kingdom factory churning out the goods. He looks at us as a generation of sons and daughters, being called to a great a noble purpose. If you're historically minded, dig out your church history books and look at the periods of activity in churches before a new move of the Holy Spirit came upon the earth. It was always dark and very challenging, crisis-oriented, um, in nations, and crisis-oriented even in church. When the church is in transition, there's a tendency to withdraw. Almost like go into a ghetto where we can be safe. And the generation we are in now is an inter-move-of-the-Holy-Spirit generation. I wish I could go back the way to the late 19th century, into the early 20th century, and just look around churches like this that would have been full of believers, but maybe unaware of, they were carrying a seed in their spirits that was germinating and going to climax in the Pentecostal movement. Apparently, there's a scientific term called perigee, which highlights when the moon is closest to the earth, the oceans of the world begin to change Their patterns begin to change, and it impacts the earth significantly. When the kingdom of heaven draws close to the church, then there's waves of the Holy Spirit released in the church that will impact the earth mightily. Some of you will live long enough to be in the full thrust of this. Maybe all of us. As I come out of the pandemic and move forward into what remains of my prophetic calling, all my eggs are in that basket. There's no reason to sustain the old. It's all gone. It's a matter of discerning not only what is for now, but what is for the future. We have personal issues, family, loved ones we pray for, friends far from the kingdom. But the Lord is a great commander-in-chief. As we deal with our own life, our own stuff, that scripture from the Psalms, the Lord will perfect that which concerns thee, brings comfort to our lives, brings definition to our lives, as we fight on the battlefields of the USA to see the Lord do a great and mighty work. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. To learn more about us, please visit livingwatersmn.org.